Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. back with you folks today. It's an honor to come with podcast number 82, talking about a really uh, difficult subject maybe, or a tough subject for us, and something Stephanie and I have been talking about here, and this morning we decided to go ahead and do that. We, we want to take on this subject of when God doesn't make sense. Now, years ago when, when Debbie's dad, dear dad, a wonderful man, uh, Manuel Andrews passed away, that uh, Debbie had just got saved. She actually got saved the night he passed away. And I'd been saved about 10 months and we were looking for answers. And, and Stephanie, I mean, we were going through stuff and trying to make sense out of life and, you know, how we ended up where we ended up and things of that nature. And I remember the pastor uh, recommended a book, When God Doesn't Make Sense by James Dobson. Now, I don't have that book with me. I gave it away. I think I actually sent it to one of our friends, Stephanie uh, Liberty. So when she's done reading it, grab that book, praise God. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about when God doesn't make sense. And you say, well, Brother Doug, that's uh, that's almost like sacrilegious or that's uh, that's a bad thing. No, it's not. Sometimes to our human minds, God is perfect. Everything God does is right. We follow God uh, anywhere he leads. But sometimes in our thoughts, in our mind, um, God doesn't make sense to us. And somehow we want to make some sense of that today. So that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few minutes. And uh, that's where we're coming from. So I found this verse and I, I when we recorded uh, yesterday's podcast, we, we talked about how we were going to end with Romans 8.18 yesterday and start with it today. And it's for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which you should be, which shall be revealed in us. You know, Stephanie, I'd be all right if I could read. You know, reading should be a requirement to do podcast. And uh, but anyway, you know, there's an important part of this verse, and I think the most significant thing that as we dive into this subject, that as we delve more into this idea of uh, things not making sense to us from God, I think it's important to understand that no matter what our sufferings are on this earth. No matter what we're going through on this earth, that essentially uh, they can't compare to the glory. When we get to heaven, Stephanie, everything changes. When we get to heaven, all the rules are different. When we get to heaven, we're going to lead a better life. When we get to heaven, it's going to be a better place to be. When we get to heaven, all these silly things on earth, these these doctor's appointments and tests and x-rays and, and, and a million zillion other things, and, and uh, they're... they're uh, they're not going to matter. The glory is going to be revealed to us. And we're reminded when we get to heaven and God shall wipe away all our tears from our eyes, from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Thank God for that. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. So I want to start this podcast by saying, friends, take heart, uh, take heart where you are now and know that we're going to glory. Know that when we get to glory, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, nothing can compare to where we're going. 
We're going to the ultimate. We're going to as good as it gets. It can't get any better than that. And when we get there, all the tears of this earth, the cancers, the, uh, the murders, the, the abuse, the rapes, the molestations, all those things are not going to matter. They're no significance whatsoever. When we get to heaven, everything is going to be good. And uh, I got to tell you, Stephanie, I'm glad to have you with us this morning. How are you? I'm doing awesome. And there we go. We changed up. And I'm so happy we changed <laughs> up. That, that brings me to a better place this morning. But well, that's good. <laughs> as we talk about when God doesn't make sense. So it's October 30th. It's, uh, it's 2018. You're in Cameroon. Uh, with your sweet husband, your son Charles, and, and and missionary Ben, and and you guys are driving down the road, and that shot rings out, and that makes no sense, Stephanie. I mean, you married your husband, you guys had been together for a decade and a half, you uh, you prepared for the mission field, you had served in the ministry together and the pastorate together, you had uh, done everything God had called on you folks to do, and there you are sitting in this third world country, rushing down a dirt road, trying to get the medical care. Uh, trying, hoping, praying that there's some miracle and God's not making sense. And, and, and what what happens then, Stephanie? What, what's going on there? I think at those points, you know, when we're left with nothing stable, nothing to hold on to from an earthly physical perspective. So I remember um, in those moments in the van, or in the car there as we were, you know, headed towards the men and crying out to God for mercy that he would spare Charles' life. You know, we didn't, I didn't know that our Charles was probably already um, in the presence of the Lord at that point. Um, his body kept, his heart kept beating, but his, he was already gone. And, um, you know, I've often said, why, Lord, why did you, why did you let him ever breathe again? Why did you let his heart keep beating? Why did you let us have to listen to those sounds? And I don't know that I'll ever have answers to those whys, but I know that those moments made me more dependent on the Lord than I'd ever been. And um, when I think of Job and all that he went through and, you know, how in one day he lost all of his children, all 10 of his children, all of his earthly goods. He lost everything but his wife. Yeah. And, um, and yet, you know, Job never sinned with his mouth. And I'm sure Job had moments of saying, Lord, what are you doing, God? How are you? How are you good? How are you faithful? And you're allowing this. But in Job 23, um, these verses have meant so much to me in these last, um, in this last, what's well, over a year and a half now. But Job said, Behold, I can go I go forward, but he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, but I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't see where God was that day. Um, I did not I remember saying, God, if you exist I need you right now. Um, I, I had been taken to a place lower than I had ever been before in my entire life. And the next day, as we, you know, as we began talking through, as we began, but you know, as Ben looked at the car with the police and realized 
how much God had been with us that yeah. day in that car. And, you know, I think those are the moments where, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. And that becomes a reality in a way that we don't even fully, we may never even fully see everything God did that day till we get to heaven. But that's where you say, God, I don't see you. I don't, what you're doing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I'm choosing to trust you. And I'm choosing to know that you know the way that I take. And yes, you're trying me. Yes, this fire's hot. And yes, it's painful. But I know that you're you're right here with me in the midst of the fire. And um, that's what gives you the hope and the peace and the strength to get through those times. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I had an old preacher back in the day, and he used to, back a few years ago when I first got saved, and he said, you know, when God doesn't make sense, he's up to something. And, yeah. uh, you know, I read a commentary about that one time, that same thing. You know, when, when it doesn't make sense, he's up to something. And there's something he's up to, in your case, involved you, Stephanie. And, and you know, and I, I've said this to you a hundred times, and I've said this to other people a thousand times uh, collectively. But uh, uh, Charles Wesco didn't die, so Stephanie Wesco could be uh, the minister uh, to the ladies that she is. Uh, that's, that's not what happened. And, and I want you to understand what I'm saying to your friends who are out there listening to this right now, God has a plan for our lives. He knows the before and after times of our habitation. If, if you read the book of Acts in chapter 17, God knows when we're going to start breathing and God knows when we're going to stop breathing. And, and But he can use these things. And both Debbie and I got saved. Uh, I got saved uh, when my dear friend Willie Vernon Watson, uh, First Sergeant Willie Vernon Watson at the United States Army Sergeant's Major Academy in Fort Bliss, Texas, died in my arms. And uh, uh, when he died in my arms, man, I couldn't see beyond that point. I couldn't see. I knew I had his blood down my throat, down my face, on my chest, uh, across my whole body, all over my PT uniform. And the only thing I could see is why. You know, this makes no sense at all. The best guy in my class has died. And, and, and I think I've heard from Stephanie a hundred times saying the wrong person died. I disagree with that. She, you know, is, is humbly saying that, boy, I wish God would have called me to heaven and let Charles stay. But see, God has a plan and he has a plan for Stephanie's life. And it didn't come to fruition if you listen to yesterday's podcast. And as we worked on that for you yesterday, uh, we talked about this idea uh, about yesterday, how it took Stephanie about uh, eight, nine uh, months to to start popping out, to start knowing there was a ministry, and about 10 months to start the ministry to women in earnest and the children. And uh, so I think there's a lot going on. So when God doesn't make sense, in Stephanie's case, he was up to something. He was up to using Stephanie in a wonderful way. He used, he knew Charles was going home. He knew the aft time of Charles' habitation. But God gives us this free will, and I'm so thankful that, that Stephanie grabbed the free will by the, uh, by the reins and just hopped on and said, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Stephanie and I are working on another project now with a, with a group of men and a group of people where we're, I mean, the project we're working on in the ministry is one of the most miraculous things. For it to happen, it's got to be a miracle in about 10 different places. But can I tell you something, friends? I've already seen three miracles. 
and we're not ready to tell you what we're working on yet, but do you know what I'm saying, Stephanie? I mean, how many yeah. miracles have taken place to get us to where we are now? I mean, they're just multitudes, <laughs> one after another. So, so I want to go to the book of Acts. So in Acts, there's there, there's something going on in the book of Acts in chapter eight, and and we know these are the acts of the apostle, and 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 talking about when when God doesn't make sense, and and those different things. And I I want to start off in the in the book of Acts chapter eight, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read with you today, and uh, I will comment on that, uh, and it's it's the zeal here so I, the first point i want to make out of acts chapter 8 is there's a zealous persecution going on here so it's a there's a zeal uh to apply things here and it says and the devout man carried stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him and boy it's hard when you carry someone to the grave i'm going to be honest with you uh stephanie's been there she carried her dear husband to the grave and I carried my dear friend Willie in, and we've said goodbye to, she said goodbye to uncles, and I've said goodbye to my sister just recently with this this whole virus situation, and there's great lamentation, and, and, and sometimes, Stephanie, if we're not careful, you know, we, we look up to God, and, 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 and we're blaming him for something miraculous. Do you know what I'm saying, Stephanie? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're quick to blame him with this zealous persecution. And if you look at three, it says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hill and men and women committed them to prison. So you're wondering what in the world's going on. I mean, these guys are persecuting us. They're, they're coming after us. I, I feel the persecution. I'm looking at this casket. I'm, I'm living the reality of right now, and the reality of right now stinks. The reality of right then stunk for Stephanie, and it still stinks today. It's something she'll have for the rest of her life. The reality of, of, of seeing her dear husband be killed, the reality of burying him, and that's what's happening there Eight Stephen, and, and, and the reality of that stunk for her. Them. And uh, and and then they then it goes further. Sometimes havoc, Stephanie, goes further than just one person. It went to the church, and they were out to get everybody. And boy, if you want to talk about a time when God doesn't make sense, but you, you know the point I want to make here, and I I, I know we're already uh, deep into this, and I get that, but I I want to make this one point as we're going through this today, and ask Stephanie a question on this: is you know when when someone dies who's accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, a miracle takes place. And I'm here to tell you that Charles Wesco has never been more alive than he is now because he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. I'm here to tell you that Willie Vernon Watson, my best friend who died in my arms at Fort Bliss, Texas, armed, uh, Biggs Army Airfield, laying on that ground uh, at the end of a two-mile PT test run, has never been more alive. And we got to remember during this zealous persecution, during this time, that a miracle took place. And now, now did you, and, and again, this is not, we don't practice, we don't pre-record. We, we talk about a couple verses and pray before we take the podcast. But, but Stephanie, was it hard to focus on that miracle when you were sitting there and havoc had broken loose and, and the local church there in Cameroon, I mean, the missionary Charles, the, uh, the, the Savior had sent Charles and your family there to start churches, to help churches get on path. And, and, and when does it come to your mind that a miracle took place? 
I think the first time that I realized um, that the Lord had definitely done miraculous things that day was um, the day after Charles was killed. When, um, you know, Ben and I had to recount the story, like, (laughs) I can't remember. It maybe wasn't that many times at the moment. It felt like that's all we were doing, probably because we were reliving it every moment. We were having to retell it to the police and the military and things. But anyways, um, I remember when they went and looked at the car. And um, as I recounted my story to the police officer and... um, you know, it was raising questions of which direction the shots had come from. Had they all been from one side of the road or had they come from both sides of the road? And so they looked at the car to see, you know, see what, if I was, if my story was right and it was, they had all come from, um, from our side, from the right side of the road. And, um, anyways, in the process, I will never forget coming, um, back to Charles and I, we, I did not want to look at the car. And so I had stayed back in the little shop area where, where we were in. Um, I remember him coming back and, and just shaking his head and saying, Stephanie, there's bullet holes all over. Oh. Charles should be dead. You and I, at the very least, should have been hit, probably dead. There's just no, there's no rhyme or reason to it except that God was very much with us. But God. In the car. Yeah. Yes. And just that realization um, that that God had specifically spared our lives. And yes, that did bring a huge, um, a huge, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a cement block of guilt with it that I was very much dealing with when you came into, um, my life and the kids' lives. Um, of just saying, God, why, why him? You know, if it had been a split second later, it could have, could have taken me out instead. And, um, in my mind, that's how I really struggled with looking at it for a long time. But realizing that God had specifically spared our lives. And um, that was a powerful, a powerful reminder. And then, you know, our evacuation process and so many ways we do miraculous things. We saw him prove himself to be the God that we knew he was, but he showed us very in a very real, tangible way. Yeah. Who who he was, and that his word was true, and that his promises were true, and um, yeah, that's that's what got us through those yeah those and, and first yeah. weeks was remembering all God did. Yeah, and 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 I think as we close here, the important part of this first part when God doesn't make sense, and this is so significant, is God's up to something, and look for what that is, and look for the miracles, uh, in in these terrible times, and and. Uh, when you're laying the rest, the one you love most, and uh, when you're when you're laying the rest, uh, a child or a mom or a dad or a sister or your best friend or whatever the case may be, stop for a minute in the middle of your lamenting, and it's coming. You got to lament. There's no way around that. Yeah. We're human beings, but stop at the end of that and say, "What did God do here?" And friends, God did a whole lot. So hang with us. Hold on to. Hold on to your podcast because it's getting powerful tomorrow. As a matter of fact, the point tomorrow we're going to start off with is the powerful purpose behind God not making sense. And hey, listen, we're we're just honored to be with you folks. We're thrilled uh, to have recorded this 82nd podcast with you today. We're looking forward to getting back together tomorrow and doing the 83rd one. 
But uh, when, when those times come, when God's not making sense, when God's not making sense, stop and look around and see what God's doing in your life and, and find that miracle. It's there, I promise you. It's always there. God's always working. We sure do love you folks. If, uh, if you'd be kind enough to send up a prayer for us and we'll send up one for you, you can find us out there on Helpful Wounded Spirits uh, uh, Facebook page or our personal pages and drop us a note. We love hearing from your, you folks and may God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.